Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast. Your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boule. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boule, as always, and we have made it. It's over. Training camp has begun. The preseason begins tomorrow or today by the time you're listening to this. Hockey's back. It's been a been a weird offseason, I would think, because it actually doesn't feel like it's been that long. Usually I start this whole diatribe, be like, oh, it's been so long. It's been like like what, three months? It doesn't I'm I'm almost like it hasn't been long, but it also feels like it's been years. Like winning the cup feels like it was nine, ten months ago. We're only what, like four months removed from it? Yeah, it was I think less than three months ago. Yeah. Right As at the, at the time we're recording this, it was less than three months ago. The Avalanche won the Stanley Cup, but it feels so long because we're all changed people. They won. Yes. They did it. We went to a parade. We said said goodbye to some players. And here we are three months later, ready to just do the whole thing again. And you know what I appreciate about the app? Sometimes some things just never change. Day one of training camp, four injuries, right? Technically three injuries, but four people not there. Three injuries and one injury that could potentially linger. We don't know how long into the season. It just feels so good to be back to normal. The abs are remarkably consistent in that aspect of at least three to four players injured at a time. I mean, like we're remarkably we, we consistent. We didn't even start training camp yet. We're starting training camp with these. It's like you can't even make this stuff up. So quick rundown of the injury list, because for some reason there is one. For day one of training camp, Gabe Landeskog, lower body injury, not there. Val Nachushkin, lower body injury, not there. Darren Helm, lower body, lower body injury, not there. Josh Manson, his wife is having a kid, and he was not there for the first two days of training camp. Was he there for the third? Either way, he's going to be He wasn't back. there today. He okay. wasn't there he, today. Either way, he's going to be back for the next practice. So, you know, might endanger his spot on the team. I, totally. I, yeah, Totally. Not at all, but isn't it just, I don't know. I, I saw that. I was like, oh, so we're back. Yeah. <laughs> hockey is back. Hockey. Are injured. Hockey's back. It's just like, what else did we even talk about all last regular season other than just injuries? I think that's it. Honestly, <laughs> I think I, I'm not kidding. I think that was at least half of our shows was just like, this guy's hurt. How are we going to deal with this? 
And I, I appreciate the fact that they just jump right into it and don't waste our time and yeah, answer we're just, all those questions right away. We're just ready. Um, it's good. We're in preseason form as fans. So having this come out that all these players are injured, it's just like, okay, good. This gets me in the I, I just I, appreci- I appreciate them setting my expectations already. Yes. And will it matter? I mean, who knows? I mean, I, the Landeskog one sounds like it could be a little bit more time consuming. Um, but Val and Helm are already skating again. Like Val may miss like the first week. Even then, that might be a little bit much. Yeah. Helm is the same story. Manson's going to be back next day of training camp. So, like, does it matter in terms of the on-ice performance? Maybe a little bit. But does it matter? No, it doesn't matter. We we went through all of this the entirety of last season. Did any of it matter? No. no. It doesn't matter. And like you said before we start recording, injuries really don't start, like, meaning anything until we're in like march right like, Un- unless it's like season ending stuff which can happen at any point injuries like they're not going to concern me until march when someone gets hurt in march april i'm going to be like that's that might be a bit of a problem because that can carry over into the playoffs when things start to matter like we've talked about this for the off season one of the hardest exercises of this season is just going to have to be being brought to care about things that happen this season like yes. November, December, especially October. I've written off October almost entirely other than hockey starting again. And it's going to be fun to watch. I almost do not care about any of those results at all. They could win two games. I will not be bothered. Not in the slightest. Yeah. I mean, it's just, we just got to get there, man. And we're with each passing day, we're getting closer and closer. Um, as long as the big guys don't get hurt, you're feeling fine. I mean, even last year, McKinnon missed what? Like the first like four or five games? Day two, I mean, game two of the regular season, we did not have half of our lineup. Yeah. This is, it's just tradition. <laughs> it's, it is. So, I mean, it makes you wonder, though, what was Landeskog playing through in the Stanley Cup final? I, th- I think we actually talked about this during the playoffs, is that we would not be surprised if this was something that carried over into next season. Just be, He took a maintenance day. After every single game, he, he didn't only, practice once. He never practiced. He only played during games, and they legitimately tried to sell that to us as superstition that Landeskog's not playing because, well, we win when he takes maintenance days. That they were being superstitious, and not I mean, this guy was playing you, through serious surgery. Sixteen and four. <laughs> I mean, yeah, in the playoffs, like I mean, yeah. Maybe right. They were technically correct, but the guy was hurt to yes. hell. But it's Gabe Landeskog, and it's the Stanley Cup playoffs, and it does not matter to him. He will play through anything. Yeah, I'm trying to think like when he could have gotten hurt. I mean, there were so many plays. Landy's just like a fucking. Well, I mean, it was the thing in the regular season. He had the surgery and everything. You and... don't think that surgery was a microscopic cleanup like they said it was? I mean... <laughs> You're telling me you believe things that they say about injuries in the NHL? Not likely. Yeah. And I, they, I mean, he just so happens to be back for game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Completely fine. You know. Yeah. Well, and like, that's the thing, too. You have to realize with this is the Avs players are so good. This is going to sound so cocky, but they've kind of reached that air of the lightning where it's like they don't need to play in the regular season. They can come back and be totally themselves in the playoffs. I don't think that's cocky at all. I think that's just smart thinking. Yeah, it's just like we know what it takes and game 10 of the regular season is not that important. And you don't need Gabe Landeskog to be pushing through 
a knee injury, when he's starting to reach those ages where injuries are a little harder to recover from and a little more damaging to win a game against the Islanders. It does not matter. And I, I tweeted this on the main account the other day, is that it is a long season. The season has not even started yet. Take as much time as you need. That applies to Nachushkin, and that applies to Helm, and it especially applies to Landeskog. Get healthy. You know, when you're healthy, great, come play. It does not matter until May. As long as you make the playoffs, as long as you're you're setting yourself up for May, and at least like having home ice in the first round, like even if you're getting the second seed in the central, which again, very hard to do because we are better than a lot far of far and away teams. better, far and away better than a lot of these teams in the West. And it's not something they haven't dealt with before. We did this, like I said, the entirety of last season. Like it's it's just really hard to get me to be super concerned about these. Yeah. I mean, I think we're expecting landing to miss a good amount of time. I mean, if we remember those x-rays of Val's foot, like his foot was legit. Like one of his bones was snapped in half. Like, and it, I think it was his big toe, if I remember right. Right. Like the, so, the man could not walk. Yeah. Yet he was skating. So he is, it sounds like he's close. If he's skating, that means he's close in my opinion. Yeah. Um, like the, the, the timetable does not sound like more than a week into the regular season. Yeah. If that, and then Helm, I forget which player dropped the, they weren't going to say that Helm had off-season surgery, and I forget which player said it in a press conference that he had he was coming off of off-season surgery. Who did say that? You're totally right. Why can I not remember who said is that? Is it McKinnon? It might have been. I don't remember who said that. That's so weird. Yeah. I, for yeah. some reason, I almost had that like blocked out of my mind until you said it. But Yeah. Like, that wasn't going to come out. We wouldn't have known. And it's like, oh, what's Darren Helm fighting through? It's, oh, he had off-season surgery, so that makes sense why he isn't uh, <laughs> he isn't playing. Um, but, yeah, I completely agree with you. There's no... No reason to fear this team's going to be A-OK. Um, the only players that I would be concerned if they got hurt, and even if it's a minor nickup, it's not bad. Like if Kale McCarr get, takes takes a little bit of a hit and is out for a couple games, that's not the end of the world. Devon Taves, that's a significant one because we talked previously about how good the Avs are when Devon Taves is playing. Um, and a player I really think needs to stay healthy through at least the first three months of the season is Alexander Georgiev. And like, the one guy I will be incredibly concerned about if he does get hurt is Bo Byram. That's the, that, that is the the one that will actually shake me. Well, if, depending on the injury, if it's a lower body on the injury, yeah. If it's another concussion, that is like nuclear disaster territory. Yes. Yes. But that that's really it. Yeah, I mean Georgiev to me, I think has to stay healthy for these first three months because if we're being honest, he's probably going to struggle adjusting to the system. Not struggle. Struggle is probably not the well, right. Word. According to Georgiev, he has a very simple system. From the quote from Peter Baugh today is saying that I stop the puck. That's my system. That's that's love what you want your goalie to say. That's a good that. strategy. Love that quote. That's a good strategy by him. But he needs to get in tune with this system because let's be honest, the Rangers and Avalanche play two completely different games of hockey, defensive hockey at least. Um, so I really need to see him get into a groove because remember Darcy Kemper was pretty bad to start the year last year. Um, but once he figured out the system, he was, he was grooving. So um, I well, really, even, well, even then, that. if Georgiev does get hurt in the early season, one thing we did not have early in the season last year was Frankie. That's true. And so you know, I would also say Frankie is someone that does need to stay healthy because we need him a lot more. 
Well, remember last year it was fucking nuclear when he it looked like he hurt his hip again in the first 10 minutes of preseason game one. And we're like, fucking hey, here we go again. Yeah. First conversation we ever had on this show was about Pavel Francouz's injury. But I mean, the only thing that matters in the preseason and training camp is injuries. Correct. I can name maybe two significant things from last preseason in the NHL entirely. And both of them are injuries. It was Frankie's injury. And I think like Quentin Byfield snapped his ankle. Yeah, no, my other thing I remember from the preseason. Remember fucking Landy got in a fight with Ryan Hartman in the preseason? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was the, cool. yeah great. We're starting out with the Wild again in the preseason. <laughs> yeah. again. So even on the schedule, game three in Minnesota, like I hope they're ready to play because that, that's a blood feud game. Yes. So I, I agree with you. Train camp, it's just no one get hurt. Everyone make it healthy. I mean – the good news is, is knock on wood, no one's gotten hurt in training camp. These injuries were we, suffered we before the season. three days in. We have yes. not had a game yet. Do not utter those words. Yeah. But, well, I mean, I just really – the preseason, like, I think in all preseasons in all four professional sports, they're all just the most pointless events of all time. Oh, they right? absolutely – especially for the – the main guys on the team. Like it's a big deal for obviously someone like Alex Galchenyuk, who's playing for his career on a PTO for a guy like Martin Kaut playing for his career, trying to make the team for those guys. Training camp preseason is very important for someone like Nathan McKinnon and the Vontaze and Kale McCarr. And frankly, the fans does not matter. One of my favorite things in the preseason is people reading into like line combinations and things like that. Like it even matters in game 41 of the regular season, what the line combos are. I mean, the Avs went two and four last preseason. Yeah. Like, I didn't honestly, I could not tell you a score of a single game. The preseason means so little because when the Avs had that terrible season, what was it? 2012, 2013. The, the, the 49 point. Yeah. yeah. That was 2016, 17. Oh, okay. I've, I've just erased it from my memory. So uh, they went six and oh that preseason. So oh, yeah. Like preseason literally means nothing. Um, but I will be excited to watch some games just because it's always better just to watch hockey. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to watch them just because with training camp, I have to kind of rely on what other people are saying to even make any sort of observation because I don't live there and there's no way for me to watch this. So at least with the preseason, I like to just know what's going on. The results don't matter outside of just like, here's how this guy looked on this particular play. I mean, yeah, you're you're nailing the head on like nailing the head of a nail right there. I don't know. Nailing the the head on the nail of the head and the Dude, it's just the... it's too fucking. I I I'm still in preseason mode for podcasting too, um, but it's gonna be fun. By the time you're listening to the Avs, we'll have two games. I mean, they'll play Minnesota and Vegas, and I'm interested to see the Minnesota game, which group goes to Minnesota. I don't think they've said which group's going to Minnesota. I don't believe they have. And it's interesting because this is something I didn't want to talk about later, but we can get into it now, is I have never seen training camp groups like this before, where you just have all of the veterans and all of the established players in one tier and all of the rest of the guys on another group. Like, group A is almost entirely the opening night roster. Like if we're just being straight outside of some of the injuries, this is just the opening night roster, like all the way down from Curtis McDermott and Jacob McDonald on defense. Like these are guys that are most likely going to be on the team. The top line of group two 
It's Charles Houdon, Mikhail Maltz, Devin Oscar Olauson. And the top pairs is, is it Brad Hunt or Ben Hunt? Brad. Yeah. First up, Peter had it listed as Ben on here, but, and Josh Jacobs. That's a football player. Yeah. That's <laughs> why I got confused. Like I'm 99% sure it's Brad Hunt, but it says Ben Hunt right here. Yeah. Regardless, like this is what we're looking at here. And the one exception to group one is the goalie we picked in the seventh round this year. Ivan Zagolov is Last the third the string goal. Third string goal. It literally Mr. Irrelevant in the draft is with group one right now. So that's why I'm saying that leaves me even more of an interesting point because I saw Minnesota's playing like all of their opening day lineup. So if that's group two going to Minnesota. I hope it is. Honestly, I kind of hope it is group two. Because that's going to be an hilarious game. An absolutely hilarious game if that's the case. Because it, <laughs> there's no like star, like starters for the abs in group two. There's just none. It's the AHL team. I, there's two possibilities. Either they send the basically the opening night roster to play Minnesota's opening night roster for a preseason game, or they send the backups to play Minnesota and their basically opening night roster. I don't know which one's more funny. I th- It would make the most amount of sense to not travel the guys who are going to be on the team. Like why put them through an unnecessary flight if they don't have to play and it doesn't mean anything. So it's going to be very funny watching that game. And I really hope we, there's like a couple abs fans on Twitter who are like freaking out about Minnesota beating us like seven. Oh my, I, I love the preseason and people who take any sort of significance from it. Yeah. Like I, the only reason I would be like, I'm excited to watch preseason. I'm excited to see Oscar Olauson because he's looked from what all accounts, he's looked okay in camp. I'm excited to see like, I think that's pretty much it. It's Oscar Olauson. Yeah. Like, Ben Mark Howard, I know what I'm getting. Ben Myers, I kind of know what I'm getting. Um, but Oscar Lawson could be an interesting piece. I am this. a little excited. I mean, this extends to the regular season, but I am excited to see Alex Newhook. And because it seems like early returns are this guy is taking a step this season. He has taken the offseason very seriously, and he is a different player right now. So I'm I mean, excited to see what that looks like. Because more than likely, he's going to be playing in the preseason, at least top line minutes. Well, I mean, he's with the, you would think so, but with group one, he'd still be behind McKinnon. So I, it's going to be interesting. I agree with you. Like last year, I feel like they were split up pretty evenly in the groups. And this year it's I, just like, nah, I, we're just doing I appreciate way. Jared Bednar for just not wasting our time and just giving us looks into things immediately. And just understanding that a lot of this team is set in stone yes. and there's really no point in just wasting practice time and like, having a, a Shane Bowers playing with Evan Rodriguez, because that's not going to happen in the season. I mean, really what this is, is we're kind of just looking at practice. This is really less training camp out and more just practice for a lot of these guys getting back up to speed. And outside of a couple guys like Galchenyuk on the PTO and guys like Sedlock and bleed trying to make the team. This is all about just like just starting to ramp back up and getting a head start on a lot of other teams. Yeah. I, I am excited, or I'm not excited. I'm interested to see what Galchenyuk is going to be because from what we've heard in camp is it hasn't been terrible. He's looked pretty solid. Um, he's playing on the second line, and he hasn't been terrible. So I'm I'm interested to see because if he turns out to be like something, that could be an all-time steal for the Avs again. Oh, yeah. And the signing does make a lot more sense now that we know that Landis God could be missing some time. 
and Nachushkin and Helm walked into camp with some injuries. Now that makes a lot more sense as to why all of a sudden they're looking at a guy like Alex Galchenyuk. I mean, Galchenyuk should probably be in a role where he's getting at least third line minutes on a regular night. Because if you're asking Galchenyuk to go down in the lineup and start like grinding out plays and forechecking, that's just not going to put him in a position to succeed. And I like this line that they've put together so far of Galchenyuk, Newhook, and Rodriguez. I think that one could end up working out pretty well. If that ends up being like a third line during the season somehow, that's pretty good. Yeah, you can live with that all day. Hey, everybody. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? And you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game all season long. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode. So there are still some interesting parts of preseason. Um, we won't know anything because when is final roster cuts decided? When is that decided? Do you know? It's definitely, it's at least after the last preseason game. I think they'd make cuts like after each one. I mean, the first round of cuts are, is going to be like your Callahan Burks and your Dalton Smiths and like Nate Clerman and stuff like that. So you're probably not going to see anything super interesting out of that. Like, we're not going to really know what they're doing with Galchenyuk until the last preseason game, which I think is late or I'm sorry, early October. So we're not going to get a ton of answers right away, but also Evan Rodriguez early returns on him are, he's really fitting in anywhere and he looks good. One of the really good distributor of the puck. I mean, for one year, two million, and you can live with that all day. So we kind of knew. I mean, we did that. We talked about that when we signed him. We knew what Rodriguez was going to be. He's not going to be a eighty-point guy like Kadri was, but forty fifty is possible for him. I mean, it, it's if that's what you're getting out your second line center, you can live with that. Yeah, and the ideal spot for Rodriguez is you do want him settled in on your third line by the time the playoffs roll around because that means things have worked out otherwise. You have Newhook probably as second-line center, or you've got something else working at second-line center at that point. And that signing just makes a lot of sense. I'm really happy they went ahead with it. Me too. Me too. But I think that's – you got anything else for training camp preseason? I mean, not a ton. I mean, I'm interested to see what Galchenyuk can bring, the injuries. I mean, we just really should not be surprised by any of this at this point. And – do you want to talk a little bit about Martin Cout because it seems like he's getting a bit of attention, not all of it great, but it's, it's very clear at least that this is his last chance. Yes. And he knows, it. I mean, he, he doesn't really, he's 
he's, what, he's going into what year five? Yeah, two two thousand eighteen first round pick. Yeah, so he he needs to do something with it, and I don't know if it's in the cards. I'm gonna be honest with you. I I haven't heard like all the tweets I've been reading. It's something like, "Oh, Martin Cowd is absolutely dominating today." It's like, "Oh, Cowd had a good day." But I don't know if good I've, enough cracks the. I've seen more negative about Cowd than positive. The only positive I've seen is Bednar. I think liked the way he looked. He said in a press conference. A lot of the people who've been there watching haven't been super impressed. I mean, you can't hit on all first-round draft picks. Yeah. But, I mean, he got the bump up to the top group when Rantanen took a maintenance day for day two, got bumped back down for day three. I don't know, man. I think we all kind of know where this is heading at this point. They brought in Galchenyuk already, which means they, they don't have a ton of confidence in Kaut to take any sort of significant role. Yeah. And that's, I mean, not all players work out. I wouldn't be shocked if we're two weeks from now and Cout's probably on a different team. I mean, maybe, maybe he just kind of withers in the AHL for another year. Just kind of, just kind of seems like we are reaching that point with Cout if we haven't reached it already. This seems a little abnormal that like a draft, a first round draft pick has stayed in the minors for like all five years that he's been with the team. Like, does that, does that happen a lot? Like, I can't remember off the top of my head. Well, we can't remember because we just wouldn't really hear about it. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I doubt true. any other teams are thinking about Martin Kaut right now and how fascinating his story is because there's really nothing interesting happening with it. We have the same conversation every training camp. Is this the year Kaut can come up and take a job with the team? They sign guys. They sign guys to PTOs. And he doesn't make enough of an impression to work his way into a spot on the team. And... Unless he does something great over the next few weeks and in the preseason games, it's going to be real tough to see how that happens for him this time. Yeah, I just don't see it in the cards, man. I just don't. I mean, it's it's a somewhat positive that, you know, you take Rantanen out of Group A and counts the guy that goes up. You know, maybe he's not too far behind on that list, but a guy like Anton Bleed and Lucas Sedlock were already there in Group 1. So he's already behind a few guys. I don't know. It just doesn't seem doesn't seem like it's in the cards, and not every player works out, and that's okay. But um, I'm, I'm I guess we could be it'll be interesting to see how he plays tomorrow or who what group he plays with. Because um, we'll just have to see. But it could be interesting. I I just don't. I give it like a two percent chance he makes the lineup, dude. I just don't. I just don't think he, if he plays, it's because it'll be later in the season call-ups injuries i mean the the quote from Cout himself kind of is mirroring what we're saying it's hopefully i will finally make the team but if not shit happens it's probably my last chance to make it here that's the full quote i respect the hell out of the honesty yeah so, i mean he's he, he knows it so hopefully he proves us wrong i mean we were proved wrong by jack johnson last year um maybe martin Cowdaz can do the same thing who knows yeah, we never know. And it seemed like after day one, I mean, Cout was in the second group, but Bednar said that he stood out. Maybe he's doing something in training camp. We'll, we'll just have to see over the course of these preseason games. But he's right. This is his, I'd say this is his last shot. Yeah, I'd say it's his last shot too. Speaking of, I don't know if you saw this video yesterday. Did you see that just brutal question Tyson Jost was asked I in his not. first press conference? Oh my God, dude, I'll send you the video. I tweeted out yesterday. They were just like, Hey, how's it feel that you were on the abs for a majority of the season? Then you got traded and they go and win the cup. And he's just like, 
yeah, it fucking sucked. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I went to a super dark place and I'm like, Jesus, Josty, I feel so bad for you, dude. Like that was the most vicious question I think a reporter has ever asked someone. Cause you know, you know how much that's he played a majority of the season with the abs. I'm looking at what you tweeted. I I don't have the audio because obviously I'm on microphone right now, but I can see the point where the question gets asked. He laughs that look in his yeah. eye. Oh, the pain. Like he played 54 that, games. That actually life. just broke my heart. Right? It's so it's he so looks sad. So sad. Yeah, like, oh my like, god. Like, say what you want about him as a player. Like he he never really lived up to expectations, but he was loved by his teammates. And we talked about that when he got traded to play with the Stanley cup champion for more than half of the season and get traded and watch them win the cup. I can't imagine a worse feeling, dude. Like that has to be the absolute worst. Like I, again, I don't have the audio of the video. I don't need it. I don't want to, I don't want to hear it. That, that look on the poor guy's face, that body language is screaming the remembering back to July watching his former team lift the cup and he wasn't on it after everything that sucks. And like, you look at it too. It's not like people want to compare it like Nico Sturm for Tyson Jost. Nico Sturm didn't do shit, but what that trade actually did was gave us more money to go get Josh Manson and our Turi Lekkinen. Yeah, that's what that trade did. Like, yeah, Nico Sturm didn't bring much to the abs. He didn't like he, he was just kind of there. Um, But holy shit, dude, like that broke my heart. And I don't think he's going to win one with the wild this year. Oh, I, just don't. I don't think the wild are that good. Like, not even just because I don't like them. Like, I just don't think they're that good. Yeah, honestly, I will say this about Minnesota and I'll go more in depth on this when we do our season preview or if we end up talking to some of the Minnesota guys, Kaprizov is my pick for the heart for all the wrong reasons, because I think he is going to be probably putting up 120 points and maybe the next closest guy on that team is 60. That's quite possible. I think he is. Do you really think Ryan Hartman's going to score 30 goals again? No, Matt Zuccarello. Absolutely not. He is going to drag that team kicking and screaming to the playoffs. And I think they're going to get rolled. Yes. Very likely. They are praying that Matt Boldy and Marco Rossi and Kalen Addison can be anything this season because they're going to be massive contributors. Like it could be Kaprizov and realistically Matt Boldy one and two in points. I think that's the most likely scenario. Yeah. Like Uh again, Matt Boldy, who debuted last season and played 47 games, is going to have to carry the load with Kaprizov. And I think think Kaprizov's going to win the heart. I think Kaprizov is one of the best players in the world, obviously that Minnesota team, a lot of regression candidates, I think did a very bad job this off season. If Mark Andre Fleury is not at least a nine ten, that's going to be brutal. And Mark Andre Fleury is 37 and is going to be 38 in November. It's very likely, man. I, I, I don't disagree with you, but just to put a bow on the Tyson Joe's thing, a lot of people in my comments, if you go read that tweet, they did not like Tyson Jones. And I'm like, what What did he do to you, man? Like, yeah, he wasn't, he didn't perform the greatest. I, on I'm, the I'm happy. I, I love the first comments. Like, I'm happy he has a job in the NHL. Colorado's loss. Next reply. Ended up winning the cup, so not really. <laughs> yeah, like th- that's been going on all day. 
There's people arguing, like you got the Tyson Jost. Why are people there. so me- what I, I never really understood the Tyson Jost hate. Like, yeah, he's not the best, but like, why do we hate him? Yeah, he didn't turn out to be top ten pick worthy, but he contributed for a while. And he just if he would have signed for six hundred thousand like Nico Sturm did, he would have won the cup last year. Instead, he signed for two million and we had to get rid of him. So I think it would be just ultimate hilarious though. If when he's a free agent this year, after this year, he comes back to Colorado. I think that would be fucking hilarious. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he seems like the kind of guy that's just going to stick around in the bottom six for a couple years, wherever he goes, if he does leave Minnesota at all. I mean, he's got he's going to have a chance this season. Yeah. He's probably going to have a pretty significant role in Minnesota because, like I said, not a lot there. Not a lot there. He's but... going to be getting, I think, at worst case scenario, third line minutes, if not second line minutes. I think he's going to get top six. I I certainly hope so for his sake. I I hope they put him with Kaprizov so it can fudge his numbers a bit. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. But yeah, when we're done recording, you need to watch that. It is the saddest thing. And like what, what was going through that reporter's head when they asked him that? Because it's like, everyone knows how he's feeling. You don't need to make him express it, man. Like, yeah. Like we I mean, know how he's feeling, man. It's a, it's a, it makes for a good clip, which I guess is the point of asking the question. Yeah, but still, man, I just yeah. I don't know if I'd have the cojones to ask the player that because <laughs> it's like, hey, you played your entire career with this one team and then they traded you halfway through the year and they won. the Yeah. Cup and then the uh, three months later, they won the Stanley Cup. How do you how do you feel about that, that they're <laughs> likely better off without you? He said he couldn't even watch the cup finals. He couldn't I don't do doubt I don't doubt it. I bet it really hurt him a lot. I can't I can't even imagine being like how many players has that happened to? Like when you really think about it, like how many players has that specifically happened to you? Where you Marion Hosa's was funny because he did it to himself. Yeah, you were. Um, yeah, but I don't. But know. even then, like that was like free agency, and he had a whole season. Yeah, like who has gotten like traded at the deadline for like cap space and watched that team go on to win? I'm sure there's a couple, but yeah. I just, I can't think the of the big all. one I think of, and just because I remember seeing it on Twitter, is like Ryan Whitney was on the Penguins and they got traded at the trade deadline for Chris Kunitz the first year they won the cup. I got two only one I can think of. Um, but yeah, man, I just like it's it's brutal, dude. And Josty, I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry you play for Minnesota. I still hope he gets a standing ovation when he comes back. Um, oh, he will. I hope so. Um, like how vicious do you, do you think JT Comfer like invited him to his cup day? Cause they were roommates. I don't think you can. I think you can invite whoever you want. I mean, Crosby was at McKinnon's. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I, I wonder if he did get invited. Cause that would be, I'm sure, I'm sure he got the invite. Whether he wanted to go is a different question. So, yeah, once you're done, go watch that video because holy shit, is it sad. Yeah, poor, poor Josty. And worst of all, he's got to be in Minnesota. Yeah, that's the worst part. <laughs> hey, everybody, hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our brand new sponsors at Raycon. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of our great lineup of shows on the Hockey Podcast Network, and it's been great. All because of my brand new Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. These earbuds are so comfortable and they will not ever budge. You've never got to worry about them falling out of your ears. 
eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life at the perfect price. Quality audio at over half the price of other premium audio brands. It's, it's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews with three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, noise isolation, and awareness mode. I personally use my Raycons wherever I am, whether it's at the gym, whether it's in class, whether it's at work. Perfect for any situation. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com THPN to score 15% off. Again, buyraycon.com THPN. Now, back to the episode. Well, I think we also want to talk about, there's still a very good NHL player who still doesn't have a contract signed. Um, and we talked about it on the show. We both thought it was going to be done by now. Jason Robertson still doesn't have a contract with the Dallas Stars. I, I just don't get it. I just simply do not understand why this this is where you're going to put your foot down on the contracts. You're going to let Jason Robertson hold out into the season because he's young and because you wasted your cap space on other guys. Yeah, I don't get it. The rumor is he wants eight by or seven by 8.5, which I think is completely fair for a guy like Jason Robertson. That's a steal for what Jason Robertson is going to be. That's a steal. He's your third highest paid player. Yeah. I I give that to him three months ago. Yeah. That's the, I mean, the, the, the problem, obviously before you, you know, put your, put Twitter down, stop yelling at me. They can't do that, obviously, but like they have 6 million left in cap space but like this it's jason robertson did you need to sign mason marchman to 4.5 for four years rather than get robertson done i bet you they think marchman can do exactly what robertson does i bet you that's why they signed him yeah i mean it's obviously you see a guy go from 10 points to 47 and then never dips never regresses from that number ever yeah because that's what he's gonna do and jason robertson has potential like it's not out of the question to think he gets a 50 goal score he scored 40 last year Jason Robertson is so good. Like, he's unbelievably good. He had 41 goals last year. The only spark of offense on this Dallas team, just trying to drag them into the playoffs while the corpse of Jamie Benn at 33 puts up 18 goals for $9.5 million. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. And Rope Hints, I like Rope Hints too. He put up 37 goals and he actually was able to stay healthy last year. I mean, that's a great duo they got as as well as Pavelski. This is just not good cap management. I've heard like, I, I still think that like, there's not going to be an offer sheet, but wouldn't it make sense though? Like, doesn't this just scream like if the Red Wings were to give an offer sheet to Robertson, they have the cap space for it. Well, I think I think offer sheets looking in the wrong direction. This is the kind of thing that just deteriorates a relationship between a player and the team and eventually opens the door for Robertson asking a trade eventually. If they sign him to a, a short deal and he's not happy with the direction of the team, that opens the door for being like, I don't want to be here. You guys don't appreciate me. It, it screams. Remember like the whole Ryan O'Reilly drama with the abs? Like this is what this situation screams to me. Yeah. Because O'Reilly, like he settled on a two-year deal and the second like he got traded pretty quickly after he signed it so i mean it, the, 
if you're Dallas, you can't afford to lose good young players. You can afford to lose a guy like like Pavelski would suck to lose, but let's be real, he's 38 years old. He's 38, and he's got one more year left. But it's just like Sagan and Ben were before Robertson was even a thing on the team, but like Ryan Suter has three years left at 3.65. Was that really necessary to sign? No. Remember when we wanted the abs to sign Ryan Suter? Good times. I I did when I thought he was going to get a reasonable contract. I mean, Suter's not terrible, but four years at 3.65, why do you think Minnesota bought that out? Yeah. Don't get it. And like Colin Miller, was that necessary? Like, like Robertson is the kind of business you get done first, and then you start building the rest of the team. I just don't is, understand. What is Hintz's contract? How much is he making? Rope Hintz has one year left at 3.15. So they're just going to do this again next year. Yeah. So their two best young players outside of Miro Haskinen could both leave the team. Yeah, potentially. That's... That's and not good business. Hence has arbitration rights next year. Robertson right now does not. <laughs> so we've talked about two teams in the Avs division, and both of them are kind of in dumpster fire situations right now. The Central, where we've talked about it and we're going to continue to talk about it, is not that good. No. It's not. I'd I'd make the case this is the worst division in the NHL right now. I need to see some more from the Pacific before I give up that crap. I will, but the the I think having the Avalanche and Blues in it alone pushes them over the Pacific in terms of like average. I'd say in terms of median, the Pacific is better, just because there are it's more interesting at very least because there are good teams that can make a push for the playoffs in the Central. It's Colorado in about three different tiers from everybody else. Then it's St. Louis, then it's Minnesota and Nashville. And like that, that's the end of the conversation. Yeah. I mean, it's if the abs don't get first in the division, it would be because the blues win it, but it would, it would take the blues having an amazing season, the avalanche being incredibly banged up and injured all season long and just not caring. And then also the blues getting ridiculously lucky. Well, I need to see more from Jordan Bennington before I can. Yeah. Exactly. My point is that the blues need a lot for them to go right to even be considered in the same conversation as the Avs. Correct. So I'm I'm interested to see, but the Central's kind of a mess this year. We know that the Blackhawks are going to suck. The Coyotes We, we have okay. two teams that have no interest in winning. Yes. An entire 25% of the division does not care this year. They're actively tanking. You have a team like Winnipeg that is a complete and utter mess and just stripped their captain of the sea and is just the worst kept secret in the NHL that they have the worst locker room in existence. And maybe there'll be something, but I am very tired of waiting for the jets to do anything ever. Maybe Cole Perfetti can be something, but even I'm, that, I don't think that helps them, man. It does, that's what I mean. Sucks. I don't think it does. And yeah. Nashville, they signed Nino Niederreiter and they picked off a lot of our AHL guys, I guess. But like, is Duchesne going to score 43 goals again? Probably not. And I, I don't think he's, I don't think so. Exactly. Like, so. and is, is Roman Yossi going to have a hundred points? Probably not. He's getting older too, man. Yeah. Like, he, I mean, he had a once in a lifetime season, like even him having 75 points next season is not going to cut it because just how much he was carrying them. Yeah. Like I, 
I just really think the Avs are really going to have to struggle to not win this division. I, th- I, I really think they would have to try to not win the division. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not even saying that to be cocky. I just, I remember last off season, I did a whole episode before you were on the show, just like what would have to go wrong for us to not win the division. I, if I tried to do that episode right now, I don't think I could do it because I, I just don't see outside of like catastrophe how they don't. I mean, if you look at it, it would have to be Georgiev and Franco's get hurt and they're out for the season. Right. And, and look how we're starting that conversation. Yeah. Both goalies have to go down. Yeah. Uh, Kale McCarr even has to, conversation. Yeah, Kale McCarr has to have probably like missed like six months. Um, McKinnon has to get hurt. Like it's just everything. It's everything. Right. Like all the stars have to get hurt. Both goalies have to get hurt. Basically the unluckiest season we have seen in decades has to take place. And even still, they would still have a pretty fair shot. At winning. <laughs> I think, I think you're e- right. even still I'd probably give them like let's like let's just say we ended at that no McKinnon no McCarr and let's say it's just Frankie just to be fair let's say Georgiev's out and it's just Frankie I'd still give them probably above 50 50 I think that's fair I think that's a fair guess but I just I don't know I I'm really interested to get the season started and just get the regular season over with because the regular season doesn't mean jack shit we haven't even started we haven't even started we're already like i want to i want to i'm over it yeah we're already looking ahead to may so i'm excited i'm excited to watch some abs hockey tomorrow the central division we'll talk about more in our preview it kind of stinks the west kind of stinks like it's just it's going to be I don't think the Avs will repeat the same performance they had last year because last year was truly an historic season. Like we don't talk about it enough, just how dominant this team was in the regular season and in the playoffs. Um, They tied the record for most wins in a season, right? Close. I think they, well, no, no, like a regular season and postseason. Sorry. Oh, for most wins in a season. I think they tied. I don't have that off the top of my head. Yeah. I think they tied. So, we're not going to see the Avs do that again because what they did last year was literally once in a lifetime type it's of season. Impo- it's impossible, but yeah. they don't need to. Yeah, like I, th- I think they could get 105 points and be fine. I think that wins the division. Still, I think you're right. Yeah. I, I could see that winning the West. Honestly, interesting. I don't know if it's enough to win. Eh, probably, actually, probably, actually. If you're not right. the West, second seed. Yeah, because like is, is Edmonton or Calgary? gonna hit 110 i don't think, I think so calgary has an outside chance just because if everything goes right for calgary they have a chance but that's yeah. everything has to go right you need markstrom to play like he did last regular season which you is need possible. that you need kadri at 100 point pace again yes and huberto needs to be the same player he was last year and i'll be interested to see without sasha barkov if he can repeat that yeah I mean, Lindholm's not a bad center to have. I yeah. love Elias Lindholm, but very underrated. Yeah, we'll we'll see where it all goes in time. It's just as it stands right now. I mean, we could look at this in February and be like, "Ooh, a cold take," but I just, I just don't see the threats right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't either, man. It's going to be, um, it's going to be a long season just because we won't a game won't matter 
Yeah. So, like there, there's just going to like October. Now that we've won and everything, like it's just going to be so hard. Like, like I said earlier, we could win two games in October and I just won't care. I just <laughs> do not care. You imagine if that happens, how much Avs fans would freak out though. I mean, maybe a few of them, <laughs> but like this happens every October, they go 500 there's injuries and people are going to be like, Oh, is this the same teams that they were last year? Are they going to struggle this season cup hangover? And then come December, they'll be fine. Like there's, there's going to be games in October where they get crushed. Yes. Like October is just a, a weird schedule. Like that second game against Calgary. If we lose by less than three, I'll be happy. That's fair. Because that I believe, home opener. I believe that's Calgary's home opener. We're gonna have the emotional turmoil of the banner raising ceremony the night before against Chicago. And it's gonna be hard to lose that game. Let's be real. Chicago sucks and they're not gonna be trying. But still, banner games have been tough for teams in the past. We've seen that all the time. Then the emotional drop-off of that game and the ceremony and having the cup in the building and everything, getting on a plane, going to Calgary for their home opener, where they've done everything they've done this offseason, having even the energy to play in that game would be shocking. Yeah. And it's more than likely that's Frankie's first start of the year, too. Like, it's it's not an easy start, but I, I agree with you. It could be. If we lose by less than three, it could be. I'll be happy with it. So, and it doesn't even end there because three days later you're going to Minnesota, and those games are always a mess. So that so right away you've got a blood match. Then Winnipeg, surprisingly chippy games all the time against them for some reason. And it's like okay, we're at home against Seattle. Next night you're going to Vegas. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a fun start to the season, man. Yeah. And then you've got the New York trip. Two days off, Rangers. Two days off, back-to-back of the Devils and Islanders. And then you go to Finland to play the Blue Jackets. Yeah, that'll be fun. And the Blue Jackets had our number last year. so <laughs> Yeah. So it's funny how all this could line up to be like, oh, the abs uh, after the Blue Jackets games are like a game below 500. And, and at, right after that, they're just going to turn it right back around. It's like fucking Groundhog's Day where like this is like the exact same thing that happened last year. <laughs> yeah and there's injuries and yeah it's, it's gonna gro- be it's groundhog's day so i am i'm preemptively warning everybody that october does not matter yes and we won't eat we won't freak you out because that's just not what we do because let's that, be real. i'm, I'm saying the opposite don't freak out at all yeah. just accept it yeah we'll we'll watch and we'll come on here and tell you like yeah they weren't super good today but who really cares yeah <laughs> That's gonna be that's really gonna be a theme of this season. Is there's gonna be a game where they just don't look good? I'm gonna be like, who gives a shit? Yeah. What like explain explain? Uh, this is gonna be a running bit. After a bad game, I'm gonna come on here and ask you why I should care, and you're gonna have to not even you don't have to believe it, but you're gonna have to try to convince me why I should care about that. I like it. I'll figure out something. Yeah. You're I'm on Twitter to, a lot. There's a yeah. lot of you'll have to go into your irrational irrational side. I which, can do that. And explain to me why I should care about this result. Yes. And especially like once it gets to March and if things are interesting, we'll stop. But in like November, December, I'm going to be like, all right, Christian, you have one minute. Explain to me why I should care. Explain to me why I should be freaking out right now. Yeah. Explain to me why this is the end of the world. And we sold our soul for one Stanley Cup and we're never going to win anything ever again. 
I like it. I like it. I, I got you, man. I can do that without a doubt. And then I'll just respond be like, December. It's December, okay. dude. Who cares? Okay. We won last year. As long as we make the playoffs, I don't care. Yeah. So perfect. Well, you got anything else, man? No, I think that's good. I think we did a lot of stalling for this episode already. Yeah, I I know I promised on the last episode we were going to have a guest, but some scheduling things didn't work out. So um, you were stuck with just Griffin and I. We're hopefully going to get some guests on here in the next couple episodes. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we were hoping to have a guest, but uh, like I said, schedules didn't work out. And it, that's just part of the business. It happens. People have lives and stuff. You know, it's hard for us to even do these sometimes just because we're busy. We have jobs and have to do things sometimes, but we like doing this. So we do it. Exactly. So hopefully next couple episodes, you'll see some of our favorite guests returning. But uh, we're going to send you all hope you enjoy Avalanche hockey uh, whenever you're listening to this. And I got nothing else, man. Yeah. Next time we're going to be recording, we're going to have games to talk about, like actual on ice results. And scores and stat lines and things like that. It's really nice after an off season of like two moves happening all at once. <laughs> yeah, that one free agency episode. So yeah, the one free agency episode, and then we had to talk about Anton Bleed. Yeah. So we're we'll we'll back. It'll officially be back when you hear from us uh, on Wednesday next week. But. Let's send these people on their merry way, Griffin. I got nothing else, man. Yeah, I think we're all good for this one. Every day is a day closer to October 12th and the banner raising ceremony for the Colorado Avalanche. And tomorrow or today, by the time you're listening to this, the 25th, two Avalanche preseason games. And we will have you all covered on the next episode of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast. But for us, that's going to do for us on this edition of the show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at G Young's NHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore belay. You can follow the show at tell it as it is. Kale McCarr shirts still available at denvernosebleeds.com. Use promo code tell it as it is on SeatGeek for $20 off your first order of $50 or more. But that is going to do it for us on this edition. Thank you all so very much for tuning in, and we will catch you all next time. But until then, let's go abs.